Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to Honest Money. We've got a really uh, special episode today, uh, something that's very close to my heart, which is, you know, the, to me, the golden recipe for anybody trying to build uh, build to a point of financial freedom is starting at the most critical point, which is how do you get to spend uh, a little bit less than you earn every month of every year until you've reached your point of financial freedom? And, and, there, and there are lots of ways and lots of uh, talking heads that will tell you uh, clever things about this. But, but to me, the point is, it's a consistent behavior that we need to develop. And, and nowadays, I think there's some great tools and, and great weapons that we can use in our own arsenal to get us to a point of, of financial freedom. So I'm really chuffed to have the Managing Director of uh, 22.7 on with us today, Jiku Joseph. Uh, Jiku, thanks so much for, for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Warren. So uh, um, I think to, to start, uh, um, as I always like to say, this, is the, this isn't uh, advertorial, so I'm going to give you a hard time when I need to and, and ask you the tough questions. But, uh, but first, I think, uh, you know, for, for people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about 22.7? Sure. Uh, 22.7 is a free money management app. Uh, it helps you link all your accounts, bring all your accounts, be it investment accounts, bank accounts, uh, uh, rewards programs, loan accounts, all into one app. So you have one view of all your finances and you can see where your money is going. So you can see all the transactions within those accounts, how much is coming in, how much is going out. And you can use that information to manage your money more smartly going forward. And uh, and and when you say uh, use the information, it's I mean you're actually helping uh, people kind of give them uh, give them pointers or give them nudges to do things as well. It's not a, it's not just a tracking tool, I guess. It's actually it's it starts to help help me manage my own behavior. Yeah, exactly. So the you know the, the biggest problem we have is actually uh, you know taking all the data that we have and seeing it in a way that is easy to consume, right? So the first thing that we do is when we bring all your transactions together, we visualize them in a way that you've never been able to see them before. So we have a very smart categorization engine. Uh, it takes all your transactions and it puts them into neat categories. And we show those to you in very easy to consume graphs. So the first part is the visual part where it's easy for you to see at a glance where your money is going. But then over and above that, we provide very personalized insights. So things that are all about how you are doing with your money and ideas on how you could possibly uh, use your money better, um, how you compare to other people who are in a similar income bracket to you. Um, and they're all what we call them nudges. And they're all, you know, little hints and tips that um, encourage people uh, to to be smarter with, with what they're doing uh, financially. And to me, that's the critical point. You know, I feel um, I always I always try and compare, uh, you know, saving to to kind of running a long marathon. You know, first you've got to train for the marathon, and if you've never run anything in your life before, the best way to do it is to start with a running group or a running buddy. Uh, and and it's not always easy to get a, a money buddy or a money group because you're talking about things which are so personal. And and so for me, this becomes a very nice way to say, well, here, here is a, a kind of a. a a partner that helps you just move you in a direction and, and holds you to account. And, and of course, it's up to you eventually uh, as the person to, to get going. But but if you've got these nudges coming through, that's kind of your own money buddy, I think, you know, just saying to you, hey, you know, you can do this, you can try that. 
Uh, and for people like me that hates being told what to do, you know, a suggestion is much better than an instruction. So, uh, so I love the idea of a nudge. So, that, so that's that's powerful. Um, and and, and Jiku is, the, I mean, I know it's uh, not a new business, but but uh, I, guess, I guess this isn't uh, something you kind of started in your garage last week. No, no. So twenty two seven's been around in South Africa for quite a while. Uh, we started the service in two thousand and twelve, uh, so it's eight years old now. Um, it's uh, over four hundred thousand South Africans strong, uh, so we're quite proud of proud of that. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and and then we, we're going to come to some sensitive questions now. But uh, but the you know who the money guys behind this is this is this something where once I've joined, all my data gets sold to Facebook and I, and they know everything about me. <laughs> No, so look, uh, uh, you know, in all seriousness, the the data question is quite a it's quite a sensitive one and quite an important one. We really need to look after customers' data. It's the lifeblood of the twenty two seven company, um, and you know, all the South Africans who are using it and all the South Africans who we hope will become potential users of the app can take uh, uh, take comfort in the fact that we are backed by one of the oldest and most trusted financial services companies in the country, Old Mutual. Um, acquired 227 wholly in 2013. So 227 started off as an independent financial technology company uh, in 2012. And in 2013, Old Mutual saw the benefit of actually bringing uh, a financial technology company into its stable. Um, because if you think about a company like Old Mutual, you know, they help customers with their long-term financial futures. But how can we think about our long-term financial futures without solving our today? And really, that's where 227 adds value to the old mutual stable in the sense that it's complementary. We help people manage their money today so that they can lift their heads and think about managing their money tomorrow. So, um, yeah, you, you know, everyone can take comfort in the fact that, you know, the, the big money guys behind 227 are actually the guys that we know and we rely on and we trust today um, in, you know, in our day to day lives, um, old mutual. So, so uh, I'm I'm hoping that if I sign up, I'm not going to get a call uh, two days later from an old mutual agent selling me a funeral policy. Ah, yes. Okay. So that's another important distinction, right? When we, even though twenty two seven is backed by old mutual, we are a separate entity from old mutual, um, and none of the data that we collect from our customers is shared with old mutual without the explicit consent of that customer itself. Um, we don't have like a, a hidden term in the T's and C's that says. You know, we're going to share your data with Old Mutual. Actually, within the app, there will be explicit requests at the point you are doing something with Old Mutual. Any other third party that we, you know, that we happen to have a partnership within the app. We have a partnership um, with Old Mutual iWise for car insurance, but that's an opt-in for the customer. Um, we we have uh, investments. We had investments, unit trusts on the app. Um, where a customer could take out a passive investment fund. And that is, again, opt-in by the customer. But other than that, we don't sell or share any data of any of our customers with Old Mutual or any other third party without their explicit consent. Like I said, you know, it's the lifeblood of 227. Uh, we really have to treat the information that we get with the due care it requires. Otherwise, we wouldn't exist today. Fantastic. I think that, you know, that's really a, cr a critical point in this, you know, wh where we are in the world at the moment. You know, we've learned that, uh, you know, we, uh, we we need to protect our data so much more as, as individuals. So it's nice to hear that. And and so uh, I, I guess the next question is, uh, you know, how much is this going to cost me? If I sign up, how much am I, how much are you ripping me, Jiku? <laughs> so the service is free. Uh, it's completely free. I know we, we often worry about if something is free, you are the product. Um, so our business model as it stands today is largely around 
uh, get as many customers on the platform as we can get, get them to the point of financial strength, and then offer them products or services that make sense for them at their stage in their life. So at the point you now have money left to invest, if you take out an investment through Old Mutual with us, um, we will earn a fee for that. And so there's a nice alignment between interests because it's if we uh, are focused on getting you to the point where you can save or you can take out insurance, um, you know, we are helping you get to that outcome. And if you do, it's not compulsory. If you do, we earn a fee off the back of that. And that's, so that's the first way we do it. The second way we're, we're thinking about generating value from 22.7 is in the form of what we've called aggregated insights. So that's quite important to distinguish between aggregated insights and sort of DID, you know, you know, individual selling of data. We don't sell anybody's personal information, but what we will do is we'll generate aggregated insights. An example would be, you know, South Africans spent more on clothing and shoes in the first two months of 2020 than they did in the first two months of uh, 2019. That is an aggregated insight. It can't be linked to an individual. Um, nobody will call you uh, because they know that you are part of that cohort. It's all de-identified, all aggregated. We see the value in those specific insights. Um, yeah, so th those are the two ways that we plan on generating value. But to the end customer, the service is completely free. Okay, I mean, I think we're we're ticking lots of boxes here. So, so for for me, uh, I, I guess the the next question is, I mean, obviously, I'm familiar. I've done my homework uh, uh, over time. We're looking at twenty two seven, and and w one of the questions that comes up quite a bit from people is, you know, when I've sent them to twenty two seven, is they say, uh, "Hang on, uh, you know, the, these the, this, these guys are asking for my my bank passwords and my investment company passwords and and, and logins, etc." So. You know, I think that we've been maybe correctly, maybe incorrectly brainwashed by the institutions, the financial institutions to say, never give out that stuff. And and then here is 22.7 asking for it. Uh, and so maybe we need to just talk about that to say, you know, what's going on and, and what's the security around around me giving you my bank passwords and, and the like? What, what can you do with it? What can't you do? You know, uh, just to just to get this out the way, because I think it is uh, for, for a lot of us psychologically, we've got to we've got to know what we're doing when we when we hand these over and make sure we're doing it with the right people. Um, and obviously, we need to understand the value. I think there's enormous value, but but I, I can understand that people are wary, and that's correct. They should be aware, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't do it. They just need to understand what's what's going on. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's a it's one of the common uh, challenges that we face is that uh, many South Africans are wary, and they should be. Like you say, absolutely, uh, you should be very very cautious with what you do with your credentials. They're the most sensitive. You know, credentials, some of the most sensitive data that you'll, you'll ever have in your life. So you need to be really, really um, picky about who you share that information with. Um, and, you know, we, we, we don't take that lightly, right? Uh, you know, it's the lifeblood of our business. If we were unable to keep the credentials that we collect from our customers safe, uh, if we were unable to keep the data that we collect and transmit safe, we wouldn't exist today. You know, we wouldn't have 400,000 South Africans registered with over 1.1 million accounts linked. Um, so it, you know, it really is a, a, a trustable, you know, a trustworthy service um, because we take the steps to do that. Some of the steps that we, you know, we follow today is, you know, when you give us your credentials, you're actually giving us, you're only giving us the authority to go and collect data on your behalf. So we go, um, and when I say we, there's no human intervention. It's all automated by, um, you know, by technology. So these are all automated systems. Collect the your credentials and you use your credentials and collect your data in a uh, encrypted form. Uh, we take just the data 
and we visually enrich the data and we display that to you in 22.7. Nobody can transact on your accounts, not even you, within 22.7 using the credentials that we've collected because we've collected because it's a read-only service. So we only use the credentials to collect the data, bring them into the app and display them to you visually. We use banking levels of encryption. So um, in, the, in, in terms of the data methods that we use for collection, but also at all points of transmission and storage, we're using banking levels of encryption. So 256-bit uh, uh, SSL encryption for those of you who are looking for the, for the exact numbers. Yeah, for yeah. the techies on the, on the podcast, which is some of the highest, if not the highest standard of encryption that one can find. The uh, other thing we do is we have cyber insurance protection. So the same insurance protection that big banks and big financial institutions have in the event that something happens, we also have that protection. And we never, you know, we obviously take all the methods to ensure that that is very, very unlikely to happen. But if that does happen, which has happened at banks as well, your money, your data, uh, you are protected. So you can also get that uh, rest assurance. Um, you know, we also do other things like we perform information security audits and uh, we get our stuff ethically, you know, ethically uh, tested by what, you know, these professional uh, information security companies. And I mean, we've talked about this already, right? We're backed by one of the biggest uh, financial organizations in the company, Old Mutual. You know, they wouldn't put their name behind uh, something that uh, is, uh, is not, uh, you know, taking the UK with respect to security. And, and if I remember correctly, I mean, you're using the, you know, the, the kind of core security is, is, is the same security uh, that, that some of the biggest banks uh, in, in many countries around the world is using. I mean, it's not like it's not like this is something which you just developed for yourselves. You're actually taking kind of the, the, the world standard and, and then saying, let's let's add to that. Yeah. So our data aggregation partner uh, is a company called Yodli. Um, they are one of the biggest uh, data collection uh, providers in the world. They call them data aggregators. Um, they're actually regulated in the United States as if they were a bank. They're used by, if I remember correctly, eight of the 10 big banks in the US. They're used by two major banks in South Africa. Um, so they've, uh, you know, they've, they've certainly been around the block. Uh, they know what they're doing. Um, they use a technique called screen scraping, right? So. Um, I know there's there's been some you know uh, publicity lately in the in the press in terms of screen scraping. Um, the South African Reserve Bank and the Financial Services Conduct Authority actually you know described screen scraping in two papers that they released uh, in the last few months around open finance and open banking. Uh, open finance and open banking is all about you know having the power to choose who you share your data with. Um, and in both papers from the South African Reserve Bank and the Financial Services Conduct Authority. They talk about uh, screen scraping and the fact that if screen scraping is done responsibly, it can be a very uh, good way to enable the outcomes that open banking itself is seeking to achieve. And that's the method we use today through uh, Yodli, who is a very trusted partner uh, around the world, like you said, Warren, and uh, they use that method um, to collect the data. And obviously, you know, we're following that method as a result. So, so I think that that's the, the the thing that bothers me a little bit about the, the institutions in South Africa, the financial institutions. They, they um, you, you know, they they use data security as an excuse often not to not to make it easy for me, the client. So, so it's me talking now, Jiku. So I'm not going to put you on the spot with this one, but but uh, you know, they make it difficult for for me as the client to 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 get my data 
in you know real time, let's say, or at least you know very accurately, very consistently, in ways that I want to get it. And so they make it hard because they they'll say to companies like yours, no, no, you know we're not sharing stuff with you because of data security. You know we're we're not going to be uh, um, you know the, the problem or the or the or the one that falls down here. Uh, and so no. And I remember right in the beginning. Uh, I think it was uh, twenty two seven. Actually, one of the banks when twenty two seven arrived tried to report uh, report you guys to the Reserve Bank, saying, you know, what what are these guys doing? And, and I remember that I actually read that letter from the Reserve Bank saying that this is something that needs to be done. This is something that's for the good of consumers. So, so for me, it, you know, that's my real frustration with the industries. We um, we need to take it seriously. We need to take you know the security of people's information very seriously. But at the same time, we need to empower people both to 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 get control of their money. And and I think that's exactly what you're trying to do. That's what I like. That's why we're spending time on this because uh, I mean, just for everybody listening, uh, we're not getting paid to do this. this. Is not advertorial. This is you know this is me saying my public service announcement for. For 2021 is, you know, if you're not saving and you're struggling, uh, this is what you got to do to get going. Uh, and 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 I think it's a reliable thing. And, and I think, you know, for me, nowadays, we all work on tools. You know, we all work on our phones, on our, on our desktops, and we need we need easy ways uh, to kind of get these nudges and to get moving. And this is such a such a logical, simple way of doing things where I'm not taking a spreadsheet every day that I'm downloading from my bank and then trying to put it into something and trying to track. It gets done. Uh, and I think that's the thing is often the hassle factor stops us from budgeting correctly, stops us from figuring out how to save. And that's the value of this. Is it's so simple in concept. I know behind this is a lot of stuff going on, but the easy part for me as a user is this is one view. I'm doing okay. I'm not doing okay. How can I do better? Okay, cool. These are the steps I can follow. And uh, and maybe next month I'm, I'm, I see a bit of improvement. If I don't see an improvement, uh, that's my my kind of my running buddy telling me to keep going and and to keep nudging me in the, in, on the path I should follow. And and I think that's the trick with this. That's that's the whole key. And it, it surprises me, uh, you know, you know, when something uh, is free and is reliable and and secure, that that you know you've got four hundred thousand account holders. I think it's amazing that you've got four hundred account uh, four hundred thousand account holders. But I'm surprised that you don't have you know four four ten. 12 million. I mean, it, you know, the, the point is we're looking for these things is, you know, we, we get these questions all the time on our, on our WhatsApp line from people. How do I save better? What's the, what's the tricks that we should be following? Here is one, you know, and, and, and it's free. Uh, if you're not doing it, uh, don't blame anybody else. It's just you and you're not taking action. So, so that's my, my soapbox preach for the, for the, for the show. But, uh, but, but from, from your perspective, uh, Jiku, I, I mean, I think, Anything that you want us to to kind of know as as the end the end listener the end consumer of this how do we go forward what should we be doing? Yeah, look, uh, you know, in in the end of the day, one one of the most important things that uh, we you know we we try and uh, encourage uh, South Africans people to think about is you know what is the most valuable uh, what is the most valuable thing you will ever own in your lifetime. Uh, and it's intangible, right? It's your time. Uh, and if we think about your time, the one way to win, win back your time is have the power to decide what you do with your time by having enough money available to be able to make that choice. And the way you get there, I mean, they, you know, it seems like such a, a far, you know, a long, long way away, uh, you know, this, this concept of financial freedom. Uh, and, you know, I love, I, I, I love uh, the FIRE movement, the financial independence uh, retire early movement for the one simple reason that it's simplifying the how much is enough question. You know, how much do I need to have 
in order to uh, live, uh, you know, or have back, win back control of my time, live life on my terms. And, you know, I know different people quote different numbers. You know, some people say 240 times monthly expenses. Some people say 300. It's really about just having that number. So if it's 300 times monthly expenses and that's the number I'm looking to achieve, that's a, a target. But what I love about that target is you have control. It, it talks to you about the two things you have control over. It's how much you're putting away, how much you're saving, and also how much you're living on. Like what is your uh, daily or your monthly cost of living? Um, and if you can control those two levers, you can get to that outcome of 300 times your monthly expenses much faster. And that's really what 22.7 is all about. Like you can use 22.7 to make sure you're tracking your monthly cost of living because we show you your, your, uh, your, you know, your spending behavior. It's very objective. You can see where your money is going. You can put more money towards the things that matter and less towards the things that don't matter. You can manage your cost of living into uh, to a number that's actually really within your appetite. I mean, we're not expecting people to live on two-minute noodles, but you get to that objective number, which is this is how much I'm willing to live on at an absolute bare minimum that makes me happy and comfortable. We then also help you track how much you owe, so how much debt you still have to pay, uh, how much you've, you, you have in terms of investments, um, so that you can actually see how close you are to, in terms of how much you have from an assets perspective uh, to that 300 times your monthly expenses number. And, you know, everything we do from the beginning, like spend within your income, spend less than you make, uh, help you pay down your expensive debt by helping you track your debt, making sure you're putting your money towards things like emergency savings by encouraging you to save a little bit more, you know, providing you with those hints in terms of where your money is going and maybe you should reconsider, you know, where you put your money and then, you know, also showing you, um, uh, you know, giving you, well, giving you some options to invest, but also showing you the value of your investments is all towards helping South Africans work towards this goal of, of financial freedom. Uh, and, you know, you, you also talked about the, the, the tool, right? So the tool is there, right? The, the app 22.7 is there. Um, but we also need to take that responsibility, take that ownership uh, ourselves. We're launching a campaign this week called Save Your Future. Um, and it's really about inspiring South Africans during this very difficult time. Uh, you know, the uh, last year has been, uh, you know, we've all been in lockdown. Some people have, we've seen the data, we've seen some of our 22.7 users have had reductions in income. Some people have lost incomes. Um, but really, the, nobody's, you know, we can't rely on others to help us solve the problem. We need to take ownership. We need to take responsibility of our futures today. And we need to take these steps to actually, you know, save our future, win back our time, uh, spend within our, you know, spend less than we make and save that little bit of extra money. Save so that we can ensure, save that little bit of extra money towards emergency. So we protect ourselves against those unforeseen circumstances. I mean, you, you know, you always talk about the three to six months that people should have uh, you know, saved up to protect themselves against emergencies. And then after that, save for winning back your time, save for your financial freedom. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's, that's, I think, really important for, for the listeners to, to know. It's a power goal, uh, Jiku. I mean, I think, you, you know, and, and, the, and you're right, the, the, the people that get to financial freedom, and, and I mean, I've spent more than 20 years uh, working with the, those people that have got to financial freedom. They, are, they, they come from different backgrounds, they have different educational uh, experiences, their families have different histories with money. So, so they are vastly different. But the one thing they all have in common is 
They're not good at making excuses. They are good at finding reasons to take actions. They're good at taking control of their lives and, and taking control of their lives includes taking control of their money. And, and to me, that's the one thing, you know, is the, 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 this is not rocket science. I promise you, if it was rocket science, I wouldn't be here. Uh, but but it's, it's kind of simple. And I think the trick is uh, find ways to, to, to take control. And this is a brilliant way of doing it. So, so I just want to say you know, a big shout out to, to you and your team. What you guys are doing is amazing. Um, and I haven't said that before on, on any show anywhere. Uh, so so I, I believe it. And, and I just think, you know, uh, you know, for the people that are listening, uh, you know, try it out. Uh, you know, if, if you're not in control of your money, don't blame anybody else. Bl- blame yourself first. And this is a great way to actually implement control and stop finding excuses. You know, what we need to do now is find reasons to say, find reasons to take control. As you say, I mean, yeah, for you, say for your future, I think, you know, and, that, and that's the point, save yourself. You know, and that, that's where we are now. So so thanks, Chuka. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, congrats to the team. And, and, and let's hope that we can do one of these again. And we're talking about 4 million users and then 16 million. And so we go. I mean, I think it will be good for for sure, sure, it'll be good for 22.7, but it'll be great for the country. And I think that's the goal for all of us here. Thanks so much for having me, Warren. It was awesome to be here. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.